Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome back to another T2 Hubcast. We've got three of us in the room today. It's me, Martin Johnson. We have... Dave Pendleton. And... Spencer Locker. We nearly went the wrong way then, no, didn't we? <laughs> I was actually going to introduce myself as Dave Pendleton and see how he reacted. <laughs> so, well, I say welcome back to another T2 Hubcast, but this is actually episode two of Corporate Clangers. So for those of you, uh, those people or those listeners who tuned into episode one, you'll know exactly what the drill is. If this is your first episode of Corporate Clangers, it's a little bit like Room 101. We debate things in the workplace or in the corporate world that absolutely push our buttons, right? And we uh, we put them forward to was it was it it was either can it or keep it. That's mm. right, Spence, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll vote at the end. We'll all put a case forward. You either keep it or you can it. These are frustrations and things that wind us up and push our buttons in the corporate world. And I'm sure the listeners will resonate with them as well. All right. Yeah. 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 So who wants to go first? Do, Why do you, know, you go first, Martin? No, because we do that all the time, and I go, Dave, "Okay, go then, first. Dave, you can you can kick us off because it's Dave's debut Ooh, on corporate got, clangers." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, every time you say corporate clangers, there should be like a, no, a <laughs> or, or a, tin, a tin bin to throw around. <laughs> Clang. Yeah, we need a little jingle for corporate clangers, don't we? I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get the budgets one day. We'll uh, we'll get it professionally done. Until now, it's just me introducing it. You know? All right. So yeah. So listen, my first one. And I guess this has been with me for a long time, having worked in the corporate world for for a while. And um, it's corporate language. Corporate jargon. Corporate language, corporate jargon. I've got quite a a basic theory on this. Uh, If you don't know what it means or you can't spell it, just don't use it. (laughs) Well, that's bad because I I can't spell most things. So I'd be, I'd be Generally speaking, we are quite illiterate. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then we don't use those words with very much frequency. So these are the words, Dave. The 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 the, the corporate bullshit words, the buzzwords that we throw around because we've probably heard them in meetings yeah. or or previously somewhere, but we don't have a full understanding of what they mean or we don't use them in the right context. Yeah, or just just needless sayings, which yeah. could be said in more simple yeah, terms, right? Give us a, to fill time. Give us an example, Dave. Give us an example of oh, some corporate jargon. A classic one for me is let's explore the synergies. <laughs> I mean, that is genuinely a made-up word. Synergies. It's two words split in half and joined together. I can spell it, but would I ever use it? I cannot think of a single context where I might use it. I thought synergies was those little devices that you you put pump Calpol into your child's mouth with. <laughs> no? Is that syringes? <laughs> I like your version better, actually. Do you know, but yeah, I get your point there, you know. Have let's see if we've got some synergy or whatever it might Exploring be. Synergies. Let's explore the synergy between this. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a. Um, yeah. I remember. I mean, bearing in mind that I'm I'm reasonably new to the corporate world, but I remember back in the late '80s and early '90s, there were a TV program called Drop the Dead Donkey, mm. and the guy in charge of the uh, of the office used to come out with all sorts of stuff mm. that is all t- bizarre mm. to the point where you, you'll say something no and sense. you'll be like, "What does that even mean?" Yeah, I know. And and it's 
and it works like that. It, it's can I just drop this into your coffee pot and see if it comes out brown? You know what I mean? <laughs> that sort of like well, I've got a couple of others. There's 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 the word synergy, which like you say mm. gets banded around mm. a lot. There's there's another one that do you know what I'm sort of guilty of using, but I, I tend to try and use it in the right context. But it is when I think about it, still corporate jargon. The word intrinsically or intrinsic. You know, I often use the words, and you see A and B are intrinsically linked. I, I like that. You see, you see. I, I also use it because but I think I've it met, explains something it really does. important. Yeah, it does. But I know people who consider that as corporate bullshit and jargon. Mm, but if well, it's appropriate mm. and it's and it's relevant, then grammatically it's correct. Yeah, you can yeah. spell it. But it's and you know what it means. <laughs> but it's when when it's used inappropriately, when yeah. it's used in the yeah. in the wrong context, yeah. then yeah, I get that. Here's if, another one. If you're talking about if you're talking about a delivery note that's attached to a parcel, mm. it's intrinsically attached to a parcel. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you yeah. all the way on that one. Here's here's yeah. um, here's another one. You sat in a meeting. There's a room full of people. You're talking about something, mm. and uh, someone then will interject and will start uh, elaborating on that point or going going off tangent, right? And what happens is along the way, someone in the meeting will just say, whoa, 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 Dave, Dave, just hang on a second. Let's take that offline. Let's take that offline. offline. You're in a room and it's like, don't you mean let's just discuss that after the meeting's finished? Yeah. Which shall we discuss it later? Take it offline. (laughs) Like we're online right now. But it happens, doesn't it? it? Shall we take that one offline? Well, are we online? (laughs) You you want to don't you want to challenge that, don't you? Yeah, that's another one. It is one for you. Ring fencing. Ring fencing. But but to your ring fence this. Don't you think it later? But if if intrinsically is allowed, then ring fencing's mean let's put a ring fence around that. Yeah. Keep it contained and we'll come back to it at a later point. I sort of think there's a there's a point to that, right? I don't use it. <laughs> I don't use it. Well, would you rather say let's park that for now? Oh, that's even or worse. Or is that even worse? That's even worse. So what would you say then? <laughs> to to remove ring fencing and parking it, what would you say? Let's discuss that later. Well, listen, I mean I've heard ring fencing used uh, when talking about budgets, particularly. Yeah. Let's ring fence, ring fence X amount of money to X amount of project. What's wrong with the word allocate? <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. suppose ring fencing is sort of saying we, we if we do allocate something, then it actually stays there. I get that, but can we just but assume get, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is well, it, are we we'll say- that and it stays there and nobody else uses it yeah. instead of using ring fencing? Yeah, yeah. Are we are we saying it's down to preference then? Or is there just some words that are just a no-no? I mean, here's another one that, that splits opinion. When you're um when you're contacting somebody, people will say, I'm just reaching, reaching out. Reaching out. I'm just reaching oh, out. That's it's almost very... as bad as roadmap. <laughs> oh, roadmap. Yeah. We'll have a roadmap to this. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how about an action plan or whatever it might be? Mm-hmm. But but reaching out is an American thing. Yeah, it is. On an email, they'll say, I'm just reaching mm-hmm. out or I'm going to reach out to so-and-so. I've been part of an American organization for several years, and, and in Gartner, it was rife because mm. it was American-led. Yeah. Everybody was reaching out. I'm just reaching out, right? I think in the UK, we we maybe get a bit frustrated with that, but that's an example of where we start mm. to become influenced by mm. the way the organization and the corporation communicates. Oh, absolutely. So I think, yeah, there is – there is. Um, I, I agree with you, Dave. I think my standpoint on this is – some words are up for debate and certain people would say, no, that's okay and that's not. But overall, we use far too many 
technical jargon, business jargon words, don't we? We could simplify the language much easier, much easier, much easier than sometimes what we use. What's your thoughts, Spence? Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. What you can in it? Yeah. It's going in. Yeah. I'm going to can business jargon, Dave. Thank you very much. Can in it. In, in the bin it goes. Oh, the can sound. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. We need, we need another jingle for that. Okay, so uh, Spencer, you're up next. Um, it, this is just going to be a quick one. Is it? Is there such a thing? <laughs> you never Good know. Point. Good point. Mine is two-minute jobs. Two-minute jobs. Yes. So somebody gives you a task in, somebody wants to give you a task in. Uh, the thing is, for me uh, and for other people, um, they like to have a certain structure to the day. Um, sometimes people can change those structures and things like that. And, and, and yeah, I understand that's me. But it's when somebody actually turns around and says, can you give me an hour for two minutes? I've just got this two-minute job. And you just know that it's going to, you're going to have to phone your missus and tell her you're going to be home late. <laughs> can I grab you for two minutes? Yeah. That, that drive-by. Yeah, yeah drive-by. Yeah, exactly. It's a drive, we call it a drive-by in our training, don't we? Someone comes past unannounced. Spence, have you got two minutes? Yeah. And do you know what's making me laugh now? I do this to you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but you're trying to break my programming, aren't you? Have <laughs> <laughs> you got two minutes? Um, yeah, but the thing is, don't know. No, I've got, to, I've got, to, I've got to be quite specific here. The two minute jobs that we do are usually two, two to minutes. five minutes yeah. max, yeah. really. If it's any more than that, then we will have a discussion. You will set that out. You'll set that stall out early on, early doors. It's when those two minute jobs last forever. Two-minute jobs. Can I just borrow you for a second? Yeah. A second. second. That's another mm. one, right? Mm. Can I borrow you for mm. a second? Mm. Really? Because if we're going to hold you to an account to mm. that, then it's already been and gone. Yeah. Mm. But it's, again, that's a case, I know it's a case of semantics and all that, but you've got, to, you've got to know that if it's two to five minutes, 10, 15 minutes at a max, then you could probably live with that. But it's ones that go on for hours. There is no way on the world that it would actually only last for two minutes <laughs> or within a reasonable space of time. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it can put the skids on everything else. Yeah. Drive-bys. I'm not a fan of them. I'm not a fan of them. Dave? Well, I think it's an interesting thing because uh, th I guess this comes down to whether it is genuinely a two-minute job or whether it isn't a two-minute job. Because, yes, of course, there is always the case of it being genuine. Is it a two-minute job? Can you just help me out for two minutes? And it is two minutes, then no problem for me. I think that when it turns into something different, it's just a polite way of asking for help. And instead of just asking for help, we ask for help as a mm. as a time frame of only two minutes. Yeah, because it makes it softer. Yeah, we play like, it down. Can that, I borrow yeah. you for a second? Uh, and we're gonna yeah, get yeah. we're gonna get much more buy in yeah. by cutting the time short. I get that. I get that. I think yeah. it's genuinely a two minute job. It stays if you are basically just. Skirting around the truth of it being a much longer job, it's canned. Right, let's take it to a vote. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it because I'm I'm not only uh, understanding of Div's argument there. I think we all need help sometimes, and and yes, we we play it down to can you can you have you have you got a second? Can you give me two minutes? But that's only to sort of get the help that we desperately yeah, need, right? Soften it. And also, Spencer, I'm really guilty of it. I do it. So, so, keep, so I've got to keep that, it. You're going to use that as a justification for keeping it, right? Okay. Spencer's obviously canning it because <clears> he came up well, with it. Well, actually, no. To, to be honest with you, and now Dave's explained what uh, his perspective, and I get that. Um, but what I would what I would say is it's teetering on the edge. If it's a if it's a an, a, a request for help, 
then I'm all I'm all over it. Yeah, get that totally. We'll keep that bit. But it's the one where somebody gives you a two job and then walks away and expects you to do two or three hours on something. If that, yeah. You know, they don't necessarily want your help or it's a job that they don't fancy doing so they palm it off to you and they just sort of soften the blow by saying... Taking advantage of your own nice nature, sure. Spence, that's what it is. Because I yeah. would tell them to bloody piss off. Indeed. Right. Should I do that then? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate. Right, Unless okay, it's then. me. Oh. <laughs> hey. hey. Dave, okay. well, I'm you're going gonna... to can it? I'm supporting Spence in terms of can it and that's only because you're guilty of doing it. So, <laughs> so solidarity in the junior ranks. Right. So it's all, he's, he's balancing on the edge, isn't it? So I'm I'm keep. He's can. What are you spend? And I'm I'm undecided now. Right. Even though I propose, it's it. your proposal. Yeah. You can't keep it. It's your yeah. proposal. But then again, I'm a fence sitter, aren't I? You are a True fence enough. sitter. Oh come on, let's. We, we, we need to ring fence him. True enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. That's intrinsically linked to this decision. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna have to that's gonna have to go on the side. Spencer's just spitting his water all over the hubcast room. Spencer, get a grip of yourself. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Shout and help him, Martin. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, another one then. So I'm gonna go with keyboard tappers in meetings. So what really rubs me up the wrong way? is when you're in a meeting or you're in a conference or you're somebody speaking up at the front in an event or in, a, in any form of room where everybody else is trying to listen to something and you've got the one person at the back with the laptop open tapping away on the keyboard responding to an email. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. If you are not listening, get out. Mm -hmm. Go and do your emailing outside in the corridor. It, it's got to the point now where whenever I'm hosting or presenting at an event or conference, if it happens, I actually flag it up. I mm. say, listen, can we mm -hmm. give the speakers, please, some some respect? Mm. And if you need to do your emails, I get it. If there's fires burning, go and tend to it in the mm. corridor. Go outside, mm. right? Mm. It, and, and we always start every training session we do at T2, we set the ground rules on that. Mm. If you've noticed, nobody comes into our training facility and opens laptops. And I think some people in organizations don't set those ground rules. Mm. And I've been in organizations where I've sat in a meeting and mm. half the room are tapping away on a keyboard. Mm. It drives me crazy. Keyboard tappers, when you're in a meeting or in an environment where somebody is speaking, mm. listen mm. or get out. Mm. Now, I appreciate the daily work is going on. I appreciate some people have to respond in the moment. But come on, right? Spencer, thoughts? I agree. Is that all you've got? I, I, That's no, it. No, no, no... I think you've, I think you've, um, you've explained it really well, Martin. And I get that. I get that. Anything, I'd just be re-gilding the lily if I went any further. It's yeah. I so agree. Spencer's on board, Dave. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I've got an interesting thought, and it's based on experience. So the first time I ever worked out in uh, Baku in Azerbaijan. It was a very large group, oh, much yeah. larger than we than we normally deal with. Pick that name up. You just drop that name there. Oh, okay. Sorry. If you like. Um, it was a very large group of people, and I would probably suggest 10 of them had laptops open and were clicking away on the laptops. And the first time I worked there, I would only worked there for three days. It drove me around the bend. But I didn't really know how to approach it because of cultural difference. Yeah. So I came back, reported it to my direct, and he said... It's part of their culture. They just do it. Next time you go, test them. And I guarantee 
that they'll be able to answer the question that you pose to them about information that you've just delivered. Seriously. So they're listening to you whilst working away on the on their laptops, but can still retain what you are transmitting. And I tried it and, and I it, tested them. And did it work? And every single one of them could answer the question that I put to them. Wow. Even I mean, though they were focused on the laptop, they were multitasking in a way that I've never seen before. That's bizarre. I mean, although if that was the case, then you could make an argument for it. However, what I would also argue in that context is, have they conditioned themselves to listen and remember information rather than trying to digest it, interpret it, feel it, connect to it, position it in in the romance? Anybody can retain information, right? But is that still having the long-lasting effect? I think Mm. for me, and certainly as we know, we do this for a living, it's so off-putting when it happens. Yeah, it's rude. It It puts us off our mojo, right? Because we're trying to engage with people Facial expressions, eye contact, mm. you know, it Levels all of engagement. Yeah, it all, all helps. Kind of yeah, absolutely. And if you've got a manager in it, let's say it's not even the job we do. If you've got a manager in a room who's delivering messages or the review or the quarterly review or whatever, Meeting. and their own team members aren't paying attention, mm-hmm. what is that saying about the level of importance that that manager has to say? Mm-hmm. Do you absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just a, not a fan of it. And I think if you're going to sit in a conference at the back or you're going to sit in a room or a meeting and tap away, don't. Bloody take yourself out mm. because there's no way you are fully digesting, in my view, yeah. what's mm. going on. It's sort of um, aligned with, but not quite the same as, when you're having a conversation with somebody and uh, halfway through the conversation, they turn around and start doing something on the keyboard and they make the right noise. Do you know anybody like that, Spencer Locker? I have. I've listen, people like that. Listen, <laughs> you're referring to me again, aren't you? The Perrier, right? Listen to me. Stop talking to me when I'm emailing. That's the other way around. That's not me being ignorant. That's me in my own workspace, yeah. at my own desk, doing my own work, and you're transmitting to me across the desk. Yeah, but we do say, Martin, have you got two minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you got a second? Oh, Jesus. <coughs> right. <coughs> Keyboard tappers are going in corporate clang as bin. Yes for me. Spencer, Dave? Yes yeah. for me. Right. It's canned. Dave, you got any others? I do. All right, what's next? Yes. Um, it is LinkedIn titles. So when you look down your newsfeed and you can, you can see somebody's name, John Smith, and then underneath or by the side of it in grey, it goes off the side of the screen. <laughs> Hashtags and letters and names. Uh, usually in there is motivational speaker, <laughs> hashtag disruptor, hashtag influencer, influenza, <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag whatever, whatever, whatever. Best-selling author. Best-selling author. <laughs> yeah. uh, Amazon number one best-selling author. Yeah, yeah. Hang on a second. Let me just update my LinkedIn. Before... <laughs> yeah. Delete, 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 delete. Have you been on my LinkedIn, Dave? <laughs> no, no. No, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, 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 I, and I just wonder if people genuinely think that it adds credibility to themselves at first glance. So when I first see your name on a post or on a thread because you're making a point or discussing something, do I instantly think, oh, look at all those titles, names, motivational speaker, bestseller, et cetera, et cetera. I must connect to this person because clearly they're a very capable, competent, and experienced individual. Well, here's my view on it. 
I'm just looking at my LinkedIn to see what my <laughs> titles are. Here's my here's my view. My my title says speaker, author, founder yeah. of Trans2 Performance. All three of which are genuinely true. Factually correct. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, I don't I'd like to think I've not over-egged it with motivational speaker. No. I've never put that. No. And I don't put best-selling author. No. Mainly because I'm not. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's factually correct. Mm. Um, and hopefully subtle. But here's my answer to, to what you're saying there, Dave. Does it does it create credence with other people? Well, I guess with some it will and with some it won't. But my biggest thing on this is if it's factually correct, why not? If you do have, if you have letters after your name, if you've got a PhD or a master's in this, if you are a motivational speaker, if you are, then why not? That's my first gut instinct. Mm. In my view... Just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. But why not? Well, I will. Yeah, I can. I get it to a certain degree because I suppose LinkedIn is a certain. It's like a marketplace, isn't it? You're trying to sell yourself to people to a certain degree, and um, the thing is, <clears throat> how can I put this in the most diplomatic way I can? You can't polish a turd, but you can roll it in glitter and stick a flag in it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm all for it. 100% it makes sense. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. been rolling it in glitter and putting a flag in it all my career. We, we, did, we did an experiment <laughs> not so long back where, um, where, where there was, uh, about 12 months ago, the craze started where people were putting their, like the doctorates and the memberships of certain organisations in letters mm. um, after the names. And so I put um, BSC on mine. And I think within, within an hour, within a couple of hours, somebody turned around and said, I didn't know you had a degree. So I don't have a degree. I said, well, you've got BSC after your name. I said, yeah, bronze swimming certificate. <laughs> but that, you know what I mean? correct. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it means nothing really, no, it does doesn't it? doesn't mean anything, no. And I think that when you, I, I, I sometimes get a little bit disillusioned when you've got a platform like that, that has the potential to actually do some good and, and, and actually rip away some of the corporate. Mm, nonsense. Yes. But, well, here's, here's my, yeah. here's my <laughs> sort of not counter argument, my view on that. If someone has worked tirelessly for to achieve a, a BSc or a, a PhD, someone spent years grafting away, you know, and working hard and finally has that qualification that they can put to their name and say, that gives me a level of confidence that I am credible in what I do, then I sort of think, although it's not my style, I sort of think fair play to you. I think where I would come back to it to semi-support Dave's and your view is though. Semi? Semi, not fully. (laughs) I'm only going to semi-support it, is this. I've put speaker, author, and founder on my uh, LinkedIn. Now, I, you could sex and jazz that up by saying motivational speaker, number one selling author, right? all this type of stuff. However, I am a massive believer in, I am a speaker that's factually correct. Yes. Whether it's motivational or not, I will let you decide. Yeah, absolutely. That's my mm. view on it. Mm. Whether it's inspirational mm. is your... Only the audience can decide. Exactly mm. right. Whether I am a, 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 a best-selling author, I let the sales and, well, and the, the customer and the numbers and the customers decide. Correct. So. I think what you're saying is you're okay with it where it's factually correct, but where it's here's the other thing, right? You you've pointed it out before, Dave, the word influencer. Yeah. Some people, by their own sort of doing, put influencer on their job title. Mm. Now, there's a process on LinkedIn where you can become an influencer verified by LinkedIn. 
So Bill Gates is an influencer, mm. rightly so. Simon Sinek is an influencer, rightly so, right? You can't just go self-labeling yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what you're saying. We'll decide well, if you're an influencer or not. Do you know what? I guess, in, I guess just, to, just to define the point a little more, I'm, I'm, I'm not unhappy with things that are factually correct. You know, so if somebody has worked tirelessly, as you say, and obtained a, a qualification that means a lot to them and it means a lot to the professional career, then absolutely fair play to them. I mean, really fair play, you know, because it's not necessarily a level of discipline that I possess. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is when you have to click on somebody's profile to be able to read the entire title. Yes, it's not just succinct and I get who you no. are. You've got three things on yours. Yeah. I think I've got two two words on mine. Spencer, probably two or three words on yours. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got a couple of qualifications, no problem. I don't have any worries with that. If it's factually correct. If it's self-appointed, I have problems with it. If it's meaningless and nonsense, yeah. I have problems with it. And if it's so long, I can't read it just by going down my feed. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I agree. I do wholeheartedly agree with that. And I think I think uh, it is interesting because I'm a massive fan of each of their own. And I do think self-marketing and content marketing and on, on social media is really important these days uh, in terms of personal and professional brand. But when you start putting things like inspirational mm. speaker or mm. motivational or even inspirational CEO, I've seen mm. that on there, right? Mm. You're a CEO, but we'll decide and your people will decide if you're inspirational. Um, and I th and, and, or if you're self-proclaiming to be an influencer, mm. I think that's a no-no, right? Yeah. Mm. So I do, I semi-agree in mm. the fact that I think there's certain people who overdo it. But I'm all for the people who work hard and receive those letters after their name and, and those I'm all for them putting that on because that, as we know from unconscious motivators, some people want to be knowledgeable and smart. They want to be mm. seen as experts in their field or, or credible in their field. And that gives them that that right to go out into the world and do what they do. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm, I'm sort of a semi-fan of that. But yes, I, I, I do exactly know what you mean, Dave. Mm. I know what you mean. But do you, I also think that sometimes when they put all this stuff on, uh, in a in a in a quest for credibility, sometimes it actually works in the reverse. Mm. It's, I, I mean, when people are self-proclaimed this and the other self-proclaimed influencers, it's like people who think they're Charlie Big Potatoes and they call themselves something like Big Dan. That's your nickname, <laughs> Big Dan. Really? Why? Why the big? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. like they're trying to be some, you, you, something they're not. I'll tell, I'll you, tell read you, the, you read this title, and actually, you go onto the person's profile and the seventeen. Yeah, I, I tell you another example. I, I have, I have. Um, I've experienced this personally once where I read something and I thought, oh, that's a no-no. It was someone who does what we do. It was a person who operates in the professional consulting, training, mm. stroke coach arena. And uh, the, I won't say the name because it's not fair, but it was first name... <laughs> First, I won't say the fair. Yeah, be, I won't say the name because it, it's unfair. But it was, it was, it was the person's first name, and then in the middle, in in um, commas, was award-winning last name. Oh, so it was how like it was like obviously this person won an award, which fair which play, fair play, great, well done. Yeah. However, to then go on your LinkedIn and change it to Martin Award-winning Johnson. I mean. <laughs> It sounds like something from Anchorman. I know. You know, Ron, Ron Burgundy, right? Oh, it's beard. Yeah. <laughs> but that was actually, that I have witnessed that happening. Yeah, and I'm thinking, wow. people only read that and go, what a chopper. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? What a chopper. Yeah. They do. Yeah, they do. Best impressions, yeah. right? Absolutely. 
So um, I think there's an awful lot to be said for humility. Yeah. yeah. So do you know what? This is going to be the last one we discuss yeah. because there's two minutes left. Um, I was good. I started off this one, Dave, and I was going to oppose it because I'm I, I'm a big believer in letting people sell themselves and then they've got to back it up. But I get it. I think as long as you have a level of humility, it's factually correct, right, and it's subtle. Then I think it works, and it gives, and it does elevate your credence on mm. so on your social presence. When it goes beyond that, and you're self-proclaimed in words mm. like inspirational, motivational, or influencer, or you've got war and peace about all of this, or you've got a war winning in the middle of your name, I think you're you're probably pushing it slightly, and people's perceptions start to change. So That's I'm going to go all in all. If it's in excess, I will can it. Spence. Uh, yeah, I'll can it as well. Yeah, definitely. I don't need... Uh, there's, there's space on a LinkedIn profile to put your qualifications on. So I don't need somebody saying, sort of putting a little text on saying, I'm Charlie Big Potatoes and Billy Big Bollocks. Yeah. That's only because he's got... It, that's, that, it's only because Spencer's only got his bronze swimming certificate. <laughs> that is on his side of the fence. <laughs> Dave, I'm guessing you're canning it. I'm canning it. Two, yeah. two, two from two for me. Absolutely. So... Um, Enjoyed that, fellas. That's the second episode of Corporate Clangers. I think we've got three or four things there. A couple have gone in the can. One's going to have to be discussed at a later point because we don't know. Uh, and one one was saved, wasn't it? So enjoyed it. We'll uh, we'll come back again. We'll keep thinking. We'll keep engaging with our customers and get some ideas. If you want to send us some stuff in, in terms of what you would put in in the bin for corporate clangers, please do. Ooh, yeah, that'd be a good one. Uh, and we'll um, and we'll we'll raise it on the next episode. So, gents, thank you very much. Thank you very Pleasure. much. And we will be back with another episode shortly of corporate clangers. The the award winning corporate clangers. <laughs> <laughs> motivational award winning corporate clangers. Influencers. Oh, I'm going to. I'm, now I'm off to go and change my LinkedIn. All right, I'll see you later. Thank <laughs> you.